Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, Alika Hope and Change. And I am Alika Hope. And I am her big brother, lovingly known as Change, also known as Emil. And Emil, tell us all where you are at this moment, please, on your journeys of life. I am on the sparkling island <laughs> of Kauai, home of the Nepali coast, one of the most beautiful coastlines on the planet. I am at a, I'm at a resort that has all of the amenities a, a man needs in order to disconnect from the world as he knows it. And those of I, I am with dear friends from high school and uh, one of my best friends in the world, my cousin Byron, and we are here to celebrate the uh, coming of November. Like we had to have some excuse. So November is the excuse. I love that. So y'all, he's in the state of Hawaii. For those of you who didn't, aren't familiar with Kauai, Kauai, why can't I say the word today? Where are you? What island are you on? Kauai. Kauai. Yes. Kauai, Kauai. which is in the state of Hawaii in the United States. That's it. Thank you. Yes, I know, it's right? The I've been to Hawaii. In the chain. Yes, I've actually been there, but I and I've been to Hawaii a couple times because you know, growing up on the West Coast, I always tell people this over here um, on the East Coast who are like, "You've been to Hawaii?" I'm like, "Well, going to Hawaii for us would be like people over here would just take a couple hour, not a couple hour, five hour flight to London, right? Like, right? It's you can get from New York to London really cheap, and you could get to Hawaii much cheaper than here. I think from my house to Hawaii, I was looking the other day, and it was like a thousand dollars and you know, 17 million hours or something. Um, so that's all to just say that y'all, I'm jealous of my brother in a nutshell right now. So I'm jealous because it's cold. It'd be cold. Jamie, is it like 40 degrees outside? How cold is it out here in uh, the East Coast area? Do you have any idea? It's probably in the 40s, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me let me look and, and see actually really quick. Um, what I my, feel for what you, but app. I'm going to be here for a couple of days yet. And <laughs> I just want you to know that the sun it shines on all of us equally, which is beautiful because right now it's not shining on you equally as well as it's shining on me here equally uh-huh. in Hawaii. Yeah, that's that's nice. Okay, Th- thanks for trying. <laughs> well, even if the sun is, better, but... even if the sun is shining here in Connecticut, it's only fifty degrees. Yeah, so there you go, fifty degrees. So how how warm is it there where you are, Emil? Uh, let me see, eighty-two degrees. <sighs> the 82. sun will come out. Balmy in April, degrees. That's when it comes out. In New England is April, humid, twenty twenty two. Joyfully, the sun is hidden, sunny till April. So we gotta fly to Hawaii and join a meal. A plenty, fish, a plenty. <laughs> oh, good lord! Masubi, a um, plenty. Poke, a plenty. Ooh, <laughs> I see a rap. We're gonna call it a rap. Hawaii. Pokey, a plenty. Uh, uh, fish, a plenty. Uh, uh. Anyway, I was gonna ask you another question, Emil. So, um, a plenty. How? A plenty. Do you have a? <laughs> because y'all, next week we're gonna be um not around because it'll be Thanksgiving. And Emil, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? 
I actually don't. I'm going to spend it locally in the D.C. area with um, some friends of the family, but nothing formal. Uh, they, however, like to cook good food. They are um, from Western Africa, so they always add a twist to the celebration. So it's joyful to have the traditional mm. fixings plus a little bit of West African love mixed in there. So I will eat and go comatose accordingly, but yes. it will be a local, very... Um, low-key celebration very low-key okay jamie what about you what are you gonna be doing for thanksgiving this year um nothing you know just the 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 college kids will be home and we'll be having a little food going to some friendsgiving and i'm actually going to my 30-year high school reunion on friday night wow that weekend whoa 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 oh, okay yeah. i want to hear about this yeah. so 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 tell us about your school tell us about this reunion come on we, we need the deets what um i went i went to high school in suburban connecticut just a little west of Hartford. And um, I've never gone to any of my reunions, and I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah. You know, in the years past, I've either, you know, not been around or didn't hear about it, just unreachable, just because of what I was doing in life. <laughs> and this is the first time I'm like, oh, you know, I, I think I should check it out. I can say hi to some people and have a good time and, you know, catch up. Yeah. It seems like a good, you know, 30 round, nice round number, even though three is not a round number, but. But the time gone, you know, 1991 seems like it was, um, you know, 10, 10 years ago to me. So yeah. to kind of go and catch up, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Is it going to be like a, a dinner event, like a party, a dance? Like what kind of how do they have it set up? No. Well, see, again, being from suburban Connecticut, mm -hmm. it's uh -oh. at a bar. <laughs> 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 That's how we do in Connecticut. <laughs> That's how it's we do like, it in Connecticut. It's so many things I can say about that. of 30 years, just come mm -hmm. join me at the bar and at let's celebrate bar. or that lament our 30-year anniversary. Yes. Well, there, there, <gasps> hopefully there'll be no lamenting, but definitely that seems to be like the going thing, especially in this age group. It's like, you know, there, there's a lot of – that's just the environment. So okay. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to see some people I haven't seen since I graduated and kind of catch up. You know, I've got some, you know, I've, I've been following some and some pe people are doing amazing things and other people mm -hmm. you know, are just, you know, living life and working and raising kids and d doing everything that people do. Excuse me. You know? Hold up, hold up, hold what? up. Raising kids is an amazing thing. No, I, that's okay. what I'm saying. Let's, let's I'm just, saying. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm not taking away from those people. I'm just saying that there's those who chose the traditional route, you know, and they have yes. wonderful jobs and wonderful families. And then I know some people who didn't choose that and went on to be world travelers and stuff like that. So it's all interesting is my point. I'm really curious yes. to catch up with everyone and to see what path they chose. Oh, I, and by the way, listeners, I was just picking on Jamie. I know just she does so that. Okay. She does that, but that's okay. It's because you're my honorary brother. Oh, yes. I'll just make her voice sound like no. a chipmunk in the edit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, by the way, that did you did you bring so any sound effects? <laughs> no, did, I didn't. Remember last week he was no. talking about sound effects. Okay, so starting in December, Alika Hope and Change, we're gonna start having some sound effects. How's that? Maybe. Okay. If Jamie has time, because he has a very busy life. Oh, I, I can I can get hand. some sound effects. I'm just I'm gonna be very sparse with it. Let's just say oh, yes. that it'll be a surprise. Every, when it happens, you won't know it's coming. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why 
I trust Jamie because he wouldn't do overkill. Nothing worse than a podcast where there's sound effects every five seconds. I don't know if there is a podcast right. like yeah, that. Yeah, that is just not right? fun. That is totally no. not fun. That's like, again, like a reunion, like old school 80s, where there's like all kinds of crazy woo sound effects and slide whistles yeah. and <laughs> all kinds of stuff like <gasps> dun, that. Dun, 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 For those of dun. us who grew up Ooh, in that. Portland, Whoa, we remember it. the zoo uh-huh. crew from Z100. Oh my gosh! They, they did what? all that. C one hundred. Yes, Portland. they did all of that with the crazy, with the crazy yes. sound effects. That, <laughs> right. That's crazy. That sure. three decades later, I remember these songs. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure that <laughs> those sound effects are still being used on some morning show today. I'm sure they are. I mean, does anybody really own sound effects, and does anybody really care? Oh, did you get that reference to that song, Larry Meal? I don't know. I did. I, I, okay. you know, I was with you, and then I was like, what? she, she threw a curveball in there. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't have a sound effect to go with it, like zing. <laughs> oh, that would have been good, right? So, y'all, before the show started, I had some Coke Zero, and I'm really hyper right now. So, thus, where I keep changing lyrics to songs, because one thing I do when I have a lot of energy is I randomly change the lyrics to songs constantly. Y'all have heard it on the podcast here and there, but it's something I do quite frequently when I've had caffeine. So, shout out to Coca-Cola for revamping their Coke Zero, because it's really good. Um, Yeah, that's all. So, shout out to you, Coca-Cola. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They taking care of you. That's what they're doing. (laughs) speaking of coca-cola i have had several jobs in life where i got free soda as a side perk and when we come back from our break we're today going to talk about our favorite jobs and how they changed us be right back We are back and Emil, I got to tell you, um, we're talking about jobs today and I got to tell you some bad news. Um, I got fired from my job at the bank today, but um, I mean, it was, it was an easy mistake, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. an elderly woman, she asked me to check her bank balance. So I pushed her over. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. Jamie, thank you for that. I yeah, appreciate that. I told you to be a surprise. Balance. I told you to be she a surprise. I thank you for no, because balance. that redeemed that joke in a way that it could not have been had there not been a terrible sound effect attached to it. Yes, like we lost. Wait, I got, <laughs> oh, I got one more for you. This is for all the nerds out there. So, um, also, this, these guys I know, Kelvin and Celsius. Yeah. had a job interview, uh-huh. but but only one of them got the job and yeah. it was Celsius because he uh-huh. had a degree. Oh. <laughs> oh, there, there, Help me. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for that. That was that, actually a live slide whistle. That Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, he's playing instruments. Well now. done. Well done. I appreciate that because it really does matter that my sister has told a ter- terrible joke in the middle of the episode. Which yes. Is out of protocol, but therefore uh, welcome. Yes, but deserves some sound. It, it, it is out of protocol, <laughs> but but you know why I do um, uh, you know things out of protocol because you know one of my favorite jobs is um, was being a waitress in, in a restaurant, and I'll tell you about that. But um, you know. 
because I have to just tell you that Va- people say that favorite? being one of my favorites, yes. But people say that being a waiter is a bad job, but you know, it puts food on the table. <laughs> OMG. My sister is on a roll. Alika Hope at gmail.com. I need all of you to email her to calm her down. Alika Hope at gmail.com and tell her that her jokes are welcome, but not in the middle of the show because now we have to deal with all of this dadness. And we love our father, but his dad jokes are, are not always good for the middle of the show. Well, see, the thing is, though, see, because dad this week you're in, in Hawaii. But no, no, I wanted to make sure that you heard the jokes because you're in Hawaii. There could be like a big wave. We could lose Wi-Fi. So I had to make sure that I that I got you on air with my jokes before we got to the serious stuff. So I won't do any jokes at the end three, this week. Three. Yeah, that's right. Three. Them. Three is a very good number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, all now, right. All right, Alika, t- t- tell me mm-hmm. how being a waitress, being a server mm-hmm. was one of the best jobs you had. Give Help me uh, understand so, that because I hear nothing but horror stories about that job. And now you're telling me it was one mm-hmm. of your favorites. Well, I'm going to tell you about three of them and I'll try to keep it short, sort of. But but there's my three because there are three. I had a lot of jobs waiting tables over the years because I love people and I love food and, you know, hey. And so but three different waiting jobs that I loved uh, or serving jobs. The first one was when I got hired at the Rhinelander restaurant in Portland um, Mm -hmm. as a singing waitress when I was, I think it was my first year after Notre Dame, my first summer after Notre Dame. So I was like probably like 18 and I got to wear a, um, you know, a German dress and uh, walked around the Rhinelander restaurant with an accordion player and sang for people and brought them their food. So like I would bring them their meals while their food was cooking. I would go to their table and sing songs. Um, <clears throat> with uh, the accordion player. That was one. Um, and I loved that job. Did you sing in German? I sang in German. I sang in English. I sang in, yeah. I sang a lot of old stuff too, like a lot of stuff from The Sound of Music. Um, uh-huh. There's a, like, Bist du bei mir geich mit Freuden? Stuff like that. But mostly it was English. Um, wow. Then... My other favorite waiting job was when I lived in San Antonio, Texas, and I worked at uh-huh. Tejano Rodeo, Tejano Rodeo, and I was um, a cocktail waitress, which I've been many times. And <clears throat> one of the reasons why I loved it so much is uh, that was when her Selena actually performed before she was killed. And when I saw her perform, she was still really new in her career. Right. Um, so she was still singing all the real Tejano music. So she's um, she sang at Tejano Rodeo where you were waiting, where you were serving? Yes. So at the time, wow. Tejano Rodeo was like the big, huge bar in San Antonio. And right. it had a big dance floor. And, you know, my friends called me the honorary Mexican. Like here I was, this like five foot ten black girl who, you know, I thought I was cute. And I wear, I, you know, I have long legs. I wear little short shorts and I wear cowboy right, right. boots and go around and talk to people. That was my job. And like bring them beer. It was, you know, it was fun. But I got to listen to Tejano artists, uh, uh, excuse me, Tejano artists. And yeah. um, I loved Selena and all her stuff. I bought her albums or her CDs and like her stuff like, you know, Como so la flor. Cool. Yeah. So this was right before she did like the um, the English one. Um, I could fall in love with you. That was like. That was when she tried to become more mainstream. And I think she probably would have been successful if she hadn't been killed. Oh, um, there's no doubt but, in my mind she would have yeah. blown up and would have been a crossover superstar. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Then my 
third waiting job that I loved was when I had first moved to New York City. Um, so I was like mid 20s. No, because I moved there when I was 22 for graduate yeah. school. So I must have been like 22, 23. And I was a jello shot girl. <clears throat> jello shot. At a bar. Girl. Yes. Uh, yeah. At a bar on 14th Street. And I made more money there than I have with my master's. Like it was just cash, cash, <laughs> cash, cash, cash. All you had to do was look cute and sell jello shots. And you know, by the way, I didn't drink. That's but, you not know, a hard I see- sell. It's not <laughs> no. a hard sell. Uh, for <laughs> so- ladies and gentlemen who are out there that are listening audience, you've seen the pictures on our website, Alika Hope and uh, change.com. <laughs> are there pictures of me? <laughs> and there's a picture of, our, of, of the illustrious Alika Hope as a child. I'll tell yeah. you, she was cute then. She's uh, gorgeous now. And I can imagine that she probably generated all sorts of interest and the gentlemen were probably very happy to loosen up their dollar bills in order to say thank you for serving me jello shots. I like the way you say that because you were just about to cross the line into wait, no, no, no. I wasn't no stripper or nothing, but I like how you said that. Thank you for serving. Yes. And a lot of it, and bartenders can probably tell you this, a lot of my work as a cocktail waitress, because like I said, I'm really not a drinker. Um, yeah. But a lot of it has been like therapy for other people. What a lot of people want is a cocktail waitress, believe it or not, who sits there and listens to their problems. Or like when a guy and a girl are kind of bickering and I'm bringing the drinks, it would always happen. Maybe it's just me that one of them would turn to me and be like, what do you think about this? And I think I made good money because I was almost like <laughs> Dr. Right. Phil meets uh, Jello Shot Girl. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That would be... So- so you, you were, you were really, you know what, you were really on your game back then, and you were working on your yeah. master's degree in psychology, right? Uh, special education, but yeah, special education. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of psychology, a lot of psychology, in, in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's there's just no doubt in my mind that you were able to um, listen with great. What's the word I'm looking for? Not affect, not affection, compassion. You were you were a compassionate yeah. listener. Well, what I also learned from that, which I never knew because you and I basically grew up in pretty much teetotaling households, right? Like my mom and stepdad didn't really drink and dad and yeah. Judy didn't really drink. And no. we're all people who are very open with our emotions. What right. I did learn from being a cocktail waitress for so long is that a lot of people don't open up unless they're under the influence of something. Yeah. And so when people were drinking, their real selves would show and their oh. guard was down. Right. Yeah. And so, so then they would tell me all this stuff. And I think for some people, it was very almost like cathartic to to be drunk and be talking to their cocktail they, waitress they they say a good bartender a good cocktail waitress is part therapist part server and yes i think your experience sort of bears that out this is a beautiful element and i can see why serving was so good but you have such a range of serving experiences from the rhinelander where you're singing german and american uh, classic music to you know at Tejano Rodeo where you are like learning and singing and and being a part of the Tejano scene in San Antonio when it was like really burgeoning and then all the way to Manhattan were you in Manhattan yep mm-hmm. yep selling mm-hmm. jello shots and being mm-hmm. a part-time therapist part-time cocktail waitress <laughs> so those are my favorite jobs Emil like, that, and, is uh... a, that is a broad <laughs> expanse of, of of experience for someone who was a quote-unquote server Mad respect to all the servers out there Mad who respect. have been, uh, especially through the pandemic, who have been Ugh, through the ups and downs workers. of this kind of uh, uh, economy and all the challenge that it's brought. But you guys, wow, thank you very much for your service. And sis, for real. more power to you for your time as a server as well. Oh, let me tell you something, though. After COVID, I, I don't think I could I could handle it very well. I think it would be very difficult, um, just people's energy and people's, you know. 
it just there's a lot going on right now. So For much, sure. much props and respect to servers out there right now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear about Emil's favorite job. Be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. All right, Emil, tell us about your favorite jobs. Job. So, you know, my favorite job, I have. I have uh, I had some horror stories uh, when last time we spoke about my worst, but my best, I have mm-hmm. two, and um, they came at different times, but they were both very important parts of my personal growth and development, which is why they're my favorites. The first okay. was when I was assigned to a job I did not want in 1998 at Maxwell Air mm-hmm. Force Base in Montgomery, Alabama. I was a squadron officer school instructor, an SOS instructor, and that is the Air Force's premier leadership school for officers, uh, captains of the United States Air Force. And I am what is called a red pant because um, during one part red, of our I'm curriculum- sorry, red, pant? red pant? Red pant. We wore okay. red shorts and red sweats. So we were mm. red. We were called red pants, um, affectionately. And there as a, an instructor, I think I learned more than I taught. I was in a course of, uh, at the time I taught it, it was seven weeks long. And we taught mm-hmm. leadership, communication, team building, and problem solving. And we had a cohort of 13 students for that seven weeks that we had to uh, shepherd through those that course. And it was mm. a very intimate sort of environment where they were learning about themselves. They were learning about each other. Um, and they were also pushing themselves to lead uh, in a peer setting. So there was no formal hierarchical structure. You had to figure out how to lead during that very challenging wow. thir- seven weeks. And so um, one of the most beautiful elements of that was we had to, as an instructor, you had to give three one-on-one feedback sessions with each student. So each class, and I taught um, 22 of these classes over the three years I was assigned to um, SOS, I had Mm -hmm. to do one-on-one feedback sessions for each of the students. So 13 times 22 times three, which is several hundred feedback sessions. I'm really good at feedback. And that's where I just grew as an individual. I had to confront some of my own biases and some of my own challenges. But I also got a chance to overcome them because I had people who were mentoring me and who were pushing me and guiding me to be my best as an instructor. I left there as uh, one of, as the best instructor over the three years I was there. I, was, I became a lecturer and was the best faculty lecturer while I was there. I mean, it was just all these accolades. But the most bow- powerful part of the time I was there was the yeah. self-development because the people that I taught, taught me. They taught me how to see myself. They taught me how to challenge myself. They taught me how to love myself. They taught me how to um, uh, encourage myself when chips were mm. down. And there were sometimes I had the, you know, it was a school, very competitive school. And I had some of my, we called a flight. The cohort was a flight. Some of my flights were the worst in the squadron, the worst in the school. Uh, mm. And they had to pick themselves up and keep moving forward. So they taught me how to do that. I had some of them that were just the best and refused to not be the best. And they just pushed each other and pushed me. And they wanted me to be the best instructor. And they wanted to be the best students. So I had mm-hmm. the range of experiences during that three years from the best and the most like autopilot leadership experience down to the worst, you know, where it was just like, how are you going to drag yourselves out of bed every day to confront the fact that you are dead last in a school that is supposed to be competitive for your future. 
And um, throughout all of that, all I did was grow and develop. My second favorite job had the same um, level of personal growth and development, but it was mm. af- as I, af- after I left the military as a civilian. I worked for a small business, Visual Connections, um, mm-hmm. and this small business was uh, working for the government uh, and government, government contractor. And the person who hired me, um, a dear friend, his name is Rashad, and Rashad asked me to do one thing. He said, be yourself in a way that can help others be themselves. So I became this sort of coach, mentor, uh, you know, metaphysical guru, uh, weird guy. Um, I was, it was the most crazy kind of experience because I got to just like, I was pushed to just be who I am at every turn. Just be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I became a verb. Um, over the over the time I was with them for almost two years, and I'm still working with that with that same group of people, although they the companies have changed, but the people have not. And mm. uh, I became a verb in the time I was there. So um, you have been emailed when I was. I was going to ask you. you. Yeah, <laughs> you have been emailed. Goodbye. You've been emailed. <laughs> for those of uh, some of my friends that listen to the show now, they know what this means, and I will explain it thusly, as they say in the neighborhood. If you sit down with me for more than an hour or a few minutes, at some oh. point, I will probably ask you a question that makes you stop and think in a way that you've never thought before. And in that moment, you've been emailed because now you don't know how to answer and mm-hmm. you'll be up for the next three nights trying to figure it out. And mm-hmm. I didn't know I was doing that until one day, uh, another dear friend of mine, Brian, um, he said, don't look him in his eyes. If you look him in his eyes, he's going to email you and then it's over. And I mm-hmm. laughed so hard, but he was like serious, but he was joking, but he was serious. And I found out then that um, I was having this effect just by being myself. So those two jobs where I got a chance to be myself, reflect on um, what others were doing, and then learn, grow, and develop as an individual, and then share my development in a way that a lot of other people to learn, grow, and develop, it, it just became this beautiful sort of point in time Definitely a deep contrast to the worst jobs I had, but also it sort of led me to where I am today as not just your brother, the co-host of this amazing podcast, but also someone as a consultant whose real job is to find and bring out the best in people by allowing them the space, time, and opportunity to be themselves. You know, I love that because um, I've been emailed, but I think actually before there was Emil, there would be Samuel, because I've really more been Samuel. So those of you who don't know, Samuel is our father's name. Do not call him Sam, because the UL no. is with God, just like Emmanuel Samuel. His name is Samuel. And um, just when you were talking, I just had this vision of when dad opened his eyes, because we all got these big eyes, and yes, he opens them, and he's telling you something, and you go to bed, and you're like, that was yep. deep. I don't know. Was, Am I living yo. in reality? Am I in an alternate universe? Like he he would just like, dump this stuff on you. I shouldn't say dump. That confers negativity. But he would just, you know what I'm saying? Like release this stuff on you. And you'd he be would like, just what? drop a nuclear weapon of, <laughs> of philosophical proportions on you. And you're, and you're 13. And you're like, I understand everything he said. But why do I not know what he just said? Yeah. Th- that's exactly right. <laughs> I cannot explain it any better. And I and I shout out to Samuel Bryant because he made us who we are today. I have no doubt. But no before doubt. there was you've been emailed, there was you've been Samueled. And actually yeah, before you've no been doubt. Samueled, there would be you've been Momoed. So well, Momoed Momo. was our grandmother. Yes. And her name was Flora Bryant. God bless her soul. But she 
Momo'd. You could bend Momo'd. That's what we call she her. She would so. pierce your soul with yes. her look, her words, mm-hmm. or both. And what was most beautiful, maybe most interesting, was that she could pray for you and you not know she prayed for you, except the effect of the prayer would happen and you would wonder how did this happen? And then she would tell you that she prayed yeah. for you after the thing that she prayed for happened. And you're like, yes. I don't understand how all of this happened. And then she'd look at you and say, you know, I talked to Jesus. And yes. I was like, my mouth would be open and mm-hmm. she would say things that you would just not, you would go, how do you know, how do you know this? How did you know mm-hmm. to pray for that? And how do you know that it happened before mm-hmm. I told you? And then when you, when I tell you it happened and, and you told me you prayed for me. Talk with Jesus. Keep wow. I'm doing your undertone. Tell it would be all about crazy. And trouble. I would be so blessed and so thankful, but I would you also be so confused because I had been momoed. And the sweet by and by. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you all, <laughs> so I've been momoed, Samueled, and emailed. <clears throat> and let me tell you. Well, I don't know what I'm going to tell you. I just got to tell you that I got to tell you that all of those things. As a matter of fact, let me just tie this back to the jobs. It's probably because I've been momoed, Samueled, and emailed that I was able to alikad my clients, not my clients, my customers, when I was a cocktail waitress. And they would walk uh, away ooh. with a vodka and a, hmm, I've been alikad. Let me think about it. Right? I just threw that in there. Yeah. You did. So, and I, I appreciate it. I know your kids have been alikad. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, isn't that a mom's responsibility? <laughs> like, I mean, aren't we supposed to make him go what? Right. I mean, what? You, what? She? Huh? I don't know, but I'm sure I'll understand it when I'm 32. Anyway, we are running out of time for today's episode, and we want to thank you all so much for joining us, and we want to wish you all a most happiest of Thanksgiving if you're in the United States of America. So, happy Thanksgiving to all of you for next week. You all take care. Eat and be well and be as generous as you are hungry about this holiday. Oh, I love that. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye now. 